Karakoto, no my haremai, welcome to non-episode number two. Yes, it's happened again, my friends. This time due to sickness and a few guests that I wanted to have on. Both being sick, we have no guests and so no real episode this week. So I was correct to call the last one not an episode one, because this is not an episode two. Who knows when not an episode three will be. So got a few poems for you today so i'll crack straight into them this first one is called comfy jumper based on an experience i had at a cafe which i realized a big chunk of my poems are based on here's comfy jumper pepe tottered past the only other occupied table as he selected a place to perch for his morning coffee the lady sitting there seemed to be living the dream sure her leg was in a full cast, but she had a crossword on the go and her jumper looked as soft and comfy as anyone could wish for. Little did Pepe know that under the content exterior, the lady was in an absolute panic. Her doctor had actually hidden the instructions for her medication in the aforementioned crossword puzzle. Unable to get past the clue for two across, she was in agony. She didn't take her comfy jumper off for fear of showing her gargantuan panic-induced sweat patches. There we go. I guess the moral of that story is you never know the full story, even if someone looks like they're living the dream, maybe inside they're having an awful time. I, and I also find the opposite sometimes. I don't know if anyone else gets this, but sometimes I find myself with a lot of sympathy to someone, almost like I'm assuming that they're not, going through good times and I just feel enormous sympathy but for all know, I know they could be absolutely full of joy just not showing it on the exterior maybe who knows but there we go that was comfy jumper um, like I said a lot of it was true hopefully the uh, panic and agony bit was not true and hopefully she was having a lovely time here's another one this one's called pressure cooker Let's put a little window in the top, said one of the co-inventors of the bread maker. Why? So the bread doesn't feel so trapped, said the other. I was thinking it would be more for us to see inside, to be honest, said the first. Oh, said the second. As beady eyes jostled to see through the transparent window of the prototype machine, the early breads got nervous and failed to rise. So I think that's a clever title, Pressure Cooker. You know, the, the bread maker is the cooker, but it's not a pressure cooker, but the bread was under pressure because of the beady eyes. I also realized reading that back now, it sounds like the eyes are moving on their faces maybe as beady eyes jostled. So just to clarify, the eyes are fixed in the people's heads but their heads are jostling. I guess the whole bodies are jostling. Um, and therefore, by default, the eyes are also jostling. Just to clear that up in case there was any confusion. Um, again, based on a real experience, um, I have a bread maker, or I'm borrowing a bread maker to be more accurate. And just thought it was cool that there's a little window, although it does generally just steam up. So can't really seeing it that well so it's a bit defunct but still a nice idea to be able to see in and see the bread rising or 
hopefully rising. I also found out recently that you can't just chuck any old flour in bread if that's the only one that's at the bulk food store because it won't always rise properly. So there we go. It was still fine. still ate it. It was just more like cake. So really, maybe it was a win after all. And only four minutes in. Uh, maybe I'll chuck a third poem in for luck. Uh, this one is called The Weight of Expectations. Again, maybe a clever title. Maybe not. Here we go. The Weight of Expectations. Phyllis resumed her frenetic head shaking and tutted loud enough for her neighbours to hear. Assuming these neighbours were silent and trying to hear her, that is. She had allowed herself to be distracted for a few hours since she had first been irked by it. But now that she was carrying her recycling to the curbside bin, she was being constantly reminded of the atrocity by the text that was staring her in the face. 400 grams, said the tin of beans. 240 grams drained weight. How dare they make assumptions about her drainage abilities and or preferences. There we go. So I think that's a clever title, The Weight of Expectations, because there's weight in the poem and there's expectations about how well people drain their tins of beans. I think that works quite well. And I'm quite happy with my little picture of the title of that. It says The Weight of Expectations, and I drew a circle around it, and then I made the circle into weighing scales and wrote a little 400 grams on it. So I think that's quite nice. Um, works really well for a podcast, doesn't it? Explaining a drawing that you've done. The more I look at frenetic now, I do this often when I have to read something out, wondering, is that even a word? If so, is it the right word? I think frenetic works. Um, irked is a good word, isn't it? I really liked reading irked out loud there. And the other one that's jumping out at me is atrocity. And I regret that because I realise... Maybe it's too strong a word to say atrocity based on what actual atrocities happen around the world. But there we go. So yeah, there were three cheeky little poems for you. So thank you for listening to those. I suppose keeping with tradition, we do a cheeky little bit of looking out the window and saying what we can see. Very different to last time I did this. There's blue sky visible today, people. Um, just a gentle breeze at the moment, and the flax fronds are swaying gently. No visitors from the twoies yet today. I can see some bees tucking in. I think they're bees. I hope they're bees and not wasps, and that there's another wasp nest around here. Had a nasty incident uh, last summer where I got stung by a wasp and that was hanging out on the path because there was a big nest. So I think they're bees. Good on your bees. Keep up the good mahi. Keep up the awesome work. Oh, there's a tui. Two tui. Three tui. Not in the flax, but on the tree stump. They love it on that tree stump. Stump. There's a kingfisher there the other day, dominating it. Must be good views from there over the rest of the bush, etc. So there we go. Hopefully this breeze is doing a good job of drying the washing I just put out, which reminds me as I was pegging it out, reminded me of the poem Pegs that I did a while back, back in season one or two, I think, season one. And a few ideas popped in the old brain for maybe a follow-up to Pegs. So 
should probably write that down in my book now before I forget pegs too. All right, so that's enough window chat and rambling. Um, I'll do my thanks as always. Thanks, Tom, for the theme music. Again, even though it's a truncated, shorter version for these non-episodes, still like to thank you very much. Similar with Sam for the artwork, even though I put a big cross through it to indicate it's not an episode. The cross is not to indicate that I do not like the artwork. I love the artwork. Thank you, Sam, for that. Um, do get in touch. Fill in his capsicum at gmail.com or fill in his capsicum on Instagram, especially if you'd like to be a guest in the future. If you've got an idea for next season, it's developing my idea that I've got. I'm thinking it might be along the lines of writing about the writing process itself. So a bit meta, a bit inception-y, but I've already got a few poems that would fit, which is basically why I think that is a good idea. But if you've got other ideas, feel free to get in touch. I'd love to hear them. And finally, I can offer some couplets and results from the puns from the last episode. So last time we had as the couplet, the lid is the real hero. Without it, the glue stick is worth close to zero. I had a lovely chat with Joe about our glue experiences. Um, Nick got in touch. The lid is the real hero, except when being carbon zero. Very nice, Nick. Carpi. And Dave got in touch. And I love this one, Dave. It was my fault on Instagram. I think this week I forgot to put finish the rhyming couplet. So this isn't Dave's fault at all. Don't hold it against him. And I think it's a piece of poetic brilliance. The lid is the real hero. The pen hung its head in shame after leaking ink everywhere. Let the family down. Very deep and dark at the end there. Um, and interesting that Dave went down the pen route rather than the glue route. So all good. Still a lid. Still works. Good on you, Dave. And results for... Last week's puns, the options were Dawn of the Bread and Something's Jabata Give. Dawn of the Bread streaked out into a lead, and that was mine, so I was pretty stoked. But then Something's Jabata Give came racing back, and it ended up being a tie, my, our first tie. And just to add on to that, Something's Jabata Give won by one vote, but one of those votes was Nick, and it was his pun. I let him off last time because it didn't affect the results, but I'm taking that vote off, Nick, and calling it a draw. I think that's fair. 50% of the votes each, which means the score is still three to me and two to the team of Nick and Glenn. So in the next proper episode, episode seven, never said that before, there will be some a new couplet, and some new bready movie puns for you to vote for. So there we go for not an episode two. I think I've thanked everyone I needed to thank. Oh, you, of course. Thank you for listening to this non-episode. I also got, it's very popular at the moment, the trend of sharing your Spotify top songs, top artists, top podcasts. So I'd just like to say thank you, everyone, for that as well, because I was pretty proud that where is it top 10 podcast for 48 fans which i was pretty happy with 
and then top five podcast for 37 fans and top one podcast for 18 fans. So thank you to all those people. I'm wondering if it's, are those 18 part of the 37 and are those 37 part of the 48? I assume so, because if something's your top podcast, it's also in your top five and your top 10, isn't it? So it must be. But even then, I think those ratios are pretty good. So 48 for top 10. Top five, so think of half of that, would be 24. So the fact I'm on 37 means that I'm doing better than average. And then 37 top five to 18 for top one. I mean, 18 is way more than a, a fifth of 37, isn't it? So, yeah, not that it's all about the numbers. Not really why I do it, but pretty nice to hear that people are enjoying it and it's up there. So thank you so much for listening. Namahi Nui. Really, really appreciate it. And do get in touch. Flick me a message on Instagram or an email. I'd love to hear your feedback or your thoughts or ideas. Or just say hi. It's always nice to have someone say hi, isn't it? And on that note, I will leave you to your days and see you for hopefully season four, episode seven. Kakite!